Hey, it's EDB, that's Eric Deshaun Barrett, for this day five of month four, 2023 years after awesome sauce things have occurred. It's Wednesday. Yes, it is. <laughs> so good to be with you as I sat there and literally shook my whole desk because that's that big E sound from the WWE. I don't know where he is. I thought he probably would return after WrestleMania. I thought he would return. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's right. The Monday after WrestleMania, I thought he would return. But he has not. He is uh, still out there in the ether. I guess still trying to figure out what he's doing with his life. Shout out to him. You know, he had that big old neck problem. Uh, went down well, about maybe a year now. Almost two years, somewhere in there, he went down with that neck problem, and we uh, we haven't seen him back yet. And so, uh, anyway, we're wishing him well. We saw him on some commercials. He was on one of the the Snickers commercials for the WWE during WrestleMania. That's what kind of gave me the the uh, the <laughs> he he's on his way in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but to no avail. Nonetheless, as as I said, it's good to be with you. It's good to connect with you. It's good to have this opportunity to have this follies uh, on this third Wednesday. It's not Wednesday. It's not Thursday yet. Tomorrow is Thursday. If you're listening to this when it's released, we're getting ready for Monday Thursday as we soar into the Easter months. And the funny thing is that this is literally the last day of Lent, which I don't know about you, but uh, if, 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 if we're going to be honest, which I, I believe that that is that should be the key to life. Being honest, you you and I both know we we didn't do too well on that uh, on that on that that Lent stuff, did we? You, you you probably dropped the ball on the fasting, didn't you? Do it? Come on now, tell, as they say, tell the truth, shame the devil. You know you dropped that fasting ball. Nonetheless, we're still here. We're still appreciative. We're still thankful for the opportunity to. To connect, even though we we are, I don't want to call us bitter failures. I don't think that's, I don't, I don't know if I, if, I, if I approve of that ideology. Ah, I, uh, I need to take a sip right here. I'm going to take a sip to you. Shout out to you. Hope you got something to drink. Mm-hmm. Take a little sip, sip. Got some tea in my glass uh, that... Um, I'm I am. Uh, can I just say this for a moment? And I know you don't understand this because you can't see it. But all of you who work at home, may I invite you to invest? Just a little side note here. Invest in a good workspace like a desk or um, well, a good a, a good desk. Now, here's one of the criteria that I would like for you to consider for this desk. Please do so. A, that it has plugs on top that is embedded in the desk. That's the first thing. So that you don't have to, you know, go all down looking for stuff. You can kind of just plug everything right on the top here. Then the second thing is make sure it has a cup holder. Because if you're like me, you know your desk gets all messed up because you got the drink in there. And you got to find somewhere to put it so it doesn't sweat all over the the nice desk. Mm-hmm. You you know what I'm talking about. So make sure it's got a cup holder. And then on the other end of the desk or 
some would put it on the same side. I wouldn't put it on the same side because of that cup right over there. I don't want that the, the moisture to mess up my headphones. But if you get a desk that's got a headphone holder, you know, on the other side, you can kind of reach over. I can reach over, and you still don't even know that, that, that uh, well, I don't know if you heard an alteration in the sound. But I can reach over and grab my headphones. They're hanging up on the side. And uh, basically what I'm trying to tell you to do, go get you a nice gaming desk. Get you a gaming chair and a gaming desk. And then while you're sitting there working and after you put in your two, three hours. Because, you know, literally, you if, if you get your assignments done, it's only going to take. The, you know, the funny thing about working. This is another side note while I'm sitting here just yapping with you for a second. The funny thing about work is you you sit there for eight hours a day, but if you really peel back all the, hold on, let me wait, let me get with this person, hold on, let me get back with you, I got to check this out, hold on, let me get back with you, we got to go get this done, hold on, let me get back with you. If, if everything was in place for you to do a project, say for example, you're going to, I, I don't know, I'm not going to, we're not going to go in there, but you got this one project. And it needs 15 pieces to complete this project. You and I both know. Nine times out of ten. The reason why that project takes so long. Is because those pieces are not in place. But if everything was in place. For that one project. And this was your project for the day. You and I both know you'd finish that in like two hours. Literally. If you started work at nine o'clock. By lunchtime. You'd be done. And the rest of the day would be just chilling. But, you know, some of us work by the hour and we ain't bought that life. So uh, we're going to milk that clock because we're going to get our whole eight. And, you know, and, unless you're. Well, I'm thinking about that, too. Are, are we are we sold yet on the uh, on the 32 hour a week piece of business? That four day work week. I, I'm I'm not. I, I don't think that it should be eight hours a day. For four for four days, I think it should be ten. I think we should go at, at to mm, about what eight o'clock in the morning and leave at about six. You you got Friday off, but then I think that it plays into another problem because uh, the American culture is set up for Mondays at least once a month. And January is Dr. King. February is President's Day. Uh, I don't think there's anything in March or April. You can say Easter Monday, but nobody really uh, pays much attention to that. Uh, May is going to be your Veterans Day or Memorial Day, should I say. Um, Veterans Day is on uh, Feb November 11. We'll get there. <laughs> Stop jumping. Um, so let me start back over because I, 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 I did that jump and I messed up. Uh, January is Dr. King, uh, February is President's Day, March is nothing, April really is nothing, unless you want to celebrate Easter Monday, which nobody does. Um, well, nobody, the whole world doesn't. It's not a federal holiday is what I'm trying to say. Uh, May is going to be Memorial Day. June is now going to be Juneteenth, which I think that's going to be celebrated on a Monday. Um, July is... Independence Day, but that does not fall on a Monday. That falls on whatever day that is, and then that January, July four, and then we just take that day off. Then there's uh, 
August is nothing because most people are on vacation for August. So why have a holiday when you technically have the whole month? Um, September is nothing. Hmm. October is nothing. November is uh, Veterans Day, but that falls on uh, November 11. So whenever that falls, that's when we celebrate that. And December is, well, that's Christmas. I guess there isn't a lot of holidays on that Monday. Huh? Maybe, maybe I just debunked that argument. I don't know. But the moral story is, I think that, uh, well, I don't know. Because some folk might say, well, I don't like if you give us Monday off because then that, that cuts into the holidays. And then now those holidays become worthless because we're technically already off. So, so I guess what some are arguing is that if they go down to a four-day work week, well, then on that, that Monday or that once a month like January and February that we just discussed there, now they want three days a week, which... I, that just sounds to me like you don't want to work. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that that's something else that's popping up in my brain. But that leads me to what we want to talk about today. We want to kind of focus on, if you will, today. Um, we're going to talk about where my head is as far as not only content, but just who EDB is in general. We're going to kind of break that down, look at who I am, and then from that, we're going to uh, kind of extrapolate. I don't know if I wanted to say that word. I just I wanted to put a big word in there just to, for some reason, because I just want to put a big word in there. Don't ask me why. I just wanted to do it. Um, but we're, we're going to kind of peel back, if you will, from understanding who EDB is, and then we can find what I believe is the mission statement, the, the focal point of good old EDB. But before we do that, Mr. DJ, Madam DJ, non-binary DJ, how are you doing over there? You are out here in these streets doing everything you can to provide us with access, to provide us with opportunity, to provide us with, uh, with you know, knowledge, if you will, of music of artists of creative minds that we wouldn't have thought about if it wasn't for you mm. we thank you on behalf of no copyright sound i don't know if i did that but i want to uh, do that right now just to make sure that we got that in no copyright sound is a a label of sorts whose mission is same to uh, promote uh, the creative minds of people interesting individuals who like i said we would not have we would not have thought about would not have even looked at before now so they're going to put something in here and what they're going to do is 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 put something that's going to uh give us a little time to do like that if you just do that just one good time just inhale and exhale if if you don't know how that just felt on your heart, for me, that was like this big part of releasing. The inhale is hard. And I like to look at that psychologically and philosophically, if you could. Uh, some people will say that I have a medical condition. I'm great. But psychologically and philosophically, uh, it looks a little bit different to me. What that does is that inhale is me trying to pull in 
all of my stress, hone in all of my hopes, all of my frustrations, all of my burns, all of my my fears and my angers. You're trying to hone all that stuff in. You're trying to ball all that stuff up. You're trying to gather it all up. And once you get it all gathered up and now it's all in there, it's it's all then you just gigantically throwing in the trash you just Mm. I said that's not a yawn that's a release you ever took some time to um, well I'm not I'm sure you have but you ever thought about it when you're cleaning out the house particularly before trash day or if you're like Sometimes I do. Trash goes out every night. Not not all the time, but sometimes I, I try to make sure that trash goes out every night to the big can outside. If, you, if you're going around your house and you're collecting all the trash, right? What you will discover, if you're like me, that eventually that bag, if you're pouring it all into one bag, generally what I do is I go around the house. I got little trash cans in every room. The bedroom has two, one on the wife's side, one on mine. Then you got the, the bathroom trash can. Then you go into the, the den over there and there's a trash can. The living room has one over by the, well, you get what I'm trying to say. Then it's just two in the, there's it, it, trash cans in every room. Uh, so you, you go and take all those little trash cans and then you dump it into the big trash can, which is in the kitchen. And then you take that big bag and you take it outside. That bag gets super heavy as it takes all of the trash from other parts of the house on top of the trash. It was already in the kitchen. That is your life. To some degree, if you're one of those people who are uh, well, if, if, if you and I agree, then you're probably a person who in some cases, in many cases, takes on the world's struggles. You take on the cares of the world. And so what you're trying to do is you're going around or you you have this psychological moment, wherever you want to, however you want to describe this. And all those other little trash cans are all the little people. The well, I don't want to call them little. Well, no, let's just go on ahead with it. Stop being all PC. You know, I'm offended. You, you got all these little trash cans, which is other people's problems, other people's ideals, other people's hopes, other people's burns, so forth and so on. And you're taking all of those and you're compiling them into your big trash can because you have been designed. You have been created. Your mission statement in life put on you by almighty God before the foundation of the world, before you were formed in your mama's womb, before mom and daddy turned on Teddy Pentagrass, turned the lights down low and did some things. Knocking boots is what we call it, or Snooky, baking a cake. Oh, why you parents lie to us? Anyway, before all that happened, you were designed to be this this burden bearer, if you will. But you got your own problems, too. And so that's what that moment of breath is. That moment of breath is you taking everybody's problems that they've dumped on you, that they've needed you to somewhat help them carrying you taking it all and now you're throwing it all out that's what we're going to do mr dj ma'am dj non-binary dj what do you have for us here we're going to open our our files here 
and see what we have uh, on the docket, if you will. I'm trying to find where my folder is, and I don't know where I'm going to find it because uh, I'm looking on the computer, and it's not going to be in there. Where, where do I find it on my computer? I know where it is on the phone, but I don't know where it is on my computer. So uh, it needs to be somewhere up in here. So that I can just click on it, and well, we're not gonna we're not gonna waste our time on that. We're gonna open up our phone. Oh wait, there it is, right here in front of my face. Jesus, it's always operational error. Remember that, kids. It's always operational error. So we're gonna go over here to our um, iCloud Drive, and we're gonna click on content. Because Mr. DJ, Madam DJ, non-binary DJ has a nice little playlist, a nice little uh, a little file here that has all of our awesome sauce tracks and things in it. What we're looking for, we're looking for its EDB, we're looking for its EDB music, and we're going to pick something. Let's let's go into New Era files and see what we got in here. Tracks. Uh, um, I think we found something here. That might be of interest to us and hopefully it's not going to play right here on us because we don't want that to happen. We just want it to open. I don't want it to play. I want it to open and tell me what the time is. That's what I want. Okay, it's going to open up here and we're, we're, we're just not going to have that. So, uh, I'm wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute here. <sighs> This is, this is, uh, I got it right here. Okay. No, 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 no. I told you I was going to do that. I told you I was going to do that. I told you I was going to play. No, we're not ready yet. We're, we're going to put, we're going to put about, uh, about three minutes on the clock. That's what we're going to do. Put three minutes on the clock. And we're going to do that with Miss Anna Yvette. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to do, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, in a second going to give you a chance to pause here for the calls and the reason why we're going to pause here for the calls is because i realize i don't have my my watch on you may not have yours on as well shout out to all the people with the apple fitbits and all that good stuff um but if we could take a little pause right here to get ourselves all ready for this moment of breath uh grab your your device because we want we, we need a record of this activity you understand what i'm saying so uh, let's 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 handle that piece of business right here just but just just go ahead and pause right here and we'll, we'll come on back all right mr, mr. dj madam dj non-binary dj can i can i make a, a favor of you i i you know this goes into why i don't and i, and I say this all the time as i'm unlocking my my lovely phone and making sure my watch turning off the uh the uh, sleep thing or whatever that thing is I can't think of it right now but this is why I don't like to uh, uh, tell people what I'm going to do because then I change my mind I'm like Vince McMahon which is why nobody wants him in charge anymore that's a whole other conversation but can we uh, can we change this up a little bit we're going to put three minutes on the clock and I want to make sure that we are in sync with that and I found something that I think is a little bit more more appropriate more time conscious for this so if you can uh just play that for us right up in here 
as we put this this three minutes on the clock, I would truly appreciate it. And I'm just going to we don't even have to tell the people what they are. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. As soon as I figure out my junk ain't working and uh, I'm going to hit this. I'm going to hit breathe. I'm going to set the duration for three minutes. I'm going to draw in on my breathing. And uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. make sure that that this is off, and uh, we're going to uh, put this up here. Uh, hit this button here. There we go. And okay, great. It was it was interrupted. All right, drawing on my breathing. Be still. Bring into breathing. That's what we're going to do, and we're going to get this party started right about now. I'm here only because you still won't ever let me go I'm here only cause I'm aware with you is better than all alone My friends, I, I must confess to you. First of all, let me give a shout out. That track you heard was Light Me Up uh, by Jen and Tot 
Tasanoshin. Tasanoshin. Tasanoshin? I think I, I think I enunciated that properly. Tasanoshin is who did that. Tasanoshin and Jian. Light me up. That is a single. You can find that on Apple Music. Spotify for those of you who haven't found Jesus yet. And um, even on YouTube, especially on YouTube, YouTube music. I found out my brother was using YouTube music. He's, um, well, we're not going to talk about whose YouTube music he's using, but that's a whole other conversation. No, I can't talk about that because it's a family plan. And uh, so he's not doing it illegally. He's on my on my business. A whole lot of people's on my business. Yeah, anyway. So I found out he was doing that. Good thing. Shout it out. Using YouTube uh, YouTube music. And you can find it there. Uh, Apple Music. Which I'm paying for both. God bless my heart. Don't know why. Well, I pay for YouTube because I want the premium. You know, I don't want the commercials and the YouTube videos. You know, and that just happened to come with the Apple. With the music part. I don't really interested in that. But, you know, it's, it's, anyway. Anyway. Stick to the point. You can check those out there. Um, Light Me Up Again is out there. Shout out to Mr. DJ, Ma'am DJ, Non-Binary DJ. And shout out to No Copyright Sound for the ability to utilize that in our work. I want to also, while I'm here, before we move on from this moment in time, uh, give you a, a moment of truth, if you will. I would like to at the fear of dismissing or, or at the fear of not giving our artist uh, the props because the point of putting the music in there is so that our artists can get some love and support. But at the fear of them not getting that, uh, sometimes if you just want to pause and kind of fast forward through the three minutes, you can. I just didn't want to sit there with a silent uh, you know this just pit of silence, and and it's not something to talk. You know when you when you're doing that whole that whole exercise, you don't really need to talk. You just need to sit. And for some people, and even sometimes in my case, letting the music work its magic and kind of connect with you, it, it, it works. But sometimes you want to sit in silence. So I won't be mad if you pause or. Uh, listen to the song after you do the thing. Just be quiet while you do your moment of breath. And then you come back, listen to the song and keep on moment. I, I won't be mad at you because sometimes I do it. I just did it. I didn't play that song. I sat in silence, but I heard it. I know what it is. I'm going back to listen to it, but I wanted to sit in silence for about three minutes. So just want to give you that moment of pause. All right. That, that, that freedom, if you will, to, yeah, that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. That that right there, that that right there. All right, we got some things to talk about. We got some things to do, and I'm glad that we're now all freed up. We're we're now free to uh, to participate in whatever else is going on in our lives. And uh, I don't know what I'm. I don't know. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to figure out how to get the hell out of this segment. That's all I'm trying to do. And I'm thinking about it like I want to get out, but I, I don't want to. You know. We don't want to try to move on and like while I'm in this segment, let me tell you about what I'm going to do 15 minutes down the road. No, I ain't trying to do all that. We're trying to enjoy the moment and be able to experience each part of our time together and not looking, you know, being anxious, be anxious for nothing. That's what the scripture says. You hate that word, too, because it's been used to. 
beat you in the head with by all the religious folks. I understand. All right. We're free now. Just don't pick that stuff up until tomorrow when we have to free ourselves again. All right. We're going to stay free as long as we can today for this. What's this Thursday? No, it's Wednesday. It's day five, right? Of month four, 2023 years after awesome sauce things have occurred. Yes, sir. My friends, um, if I can shout out to the Apple, I want to shout out to them because I learned something new and you may already know this, but I I'm slow. So, um, it takes me a while to, uh, collaborate my thoughts, but, um, I, I found that on the Apple, what you get is a, a moment of summary. It basically puts all of your, your, you can summarize all the different things you want to look at. So, for example, you get your evening summary. And it, it'll have, you know, all the different, it's 18 different things that I have in my summary. So when I click on it, it's going to have a YouTube video that came out. Uh, it's going to have my podcast that came out. Then I got eight more podcasts down here that, that are out. Then it's got the news picks, uh, the stories that are important that came out, uh, my, my emails, that that came out uh, all, all all of your apps all of your um things for the day if you will is kind of locked up in that 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 summary and it's it's very interesting because it it puts everything in one place and so you can just click on that one thing and and decide that you know a, at a certain point in the day I want all my stuff, which I, I have not yet figured out how to do. And again, all of the tech people are sitting there like, dude, we figured that out 16 months ago. Well, that's great. You know, I don't I don't play around like like you guys do. And, you know, j- just let me be me. But it, it's it's for all of us people who, again, don't spend our days uh Oh, I was like, wait a minute. I thought it said something was delivered. I'm like, no, it's not. Um, it's cleaning out my 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 uh, notifications here on my phone because it's, it's, it's 50 million of them. And I did not clean them out for some reason. Because I don't, because I have this problem where I have notifications that I do not read. Just like I have uh, a calendar that I never open. And so I take dates and say, oh, sure, I can do such, such a thing. And then, oh, yeah, cool. nope, nope, didn't open that calendar, so I can't do that. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's a great way to not have 40 million notifications on your phone. And uh, you can just put them all in one place and then decide at a certain amount of time or a certain point in the day, which is what I'm thinking happens. And, and I'll definitely let you know as I examine it a little bit more. But at a certain point in the day, you can just go to your 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 device or your phone or whatever the case may be. Well, your your phone, of course. You can go over there and you can say, um, I just want all my notifications to come at a certain hour. And before that, don't bother me. Don't don't text me every time Donald Trump says something. I don't want to hear that, which I, I literally don't hear that. And it wasn't until I started, you know, researching. I don't I don't know if I 
it was because I researched him that this stuff started popping up again because the Donald has been saying a whole lot of stuff and I totally have been missing it because I'm to some degree not interested. Um, but I don't want to hear about that. I don't want to hear every time a, a news alert pops up. I don't want to hear a story every five minutes. Don't don't open my do just don't bother me. I told you it screws with my ADD. I'm not ADD. Let, let me let me tell you that right now. You know, people want to say, oh, we have a culture that is full of ADD people. This person is ADHD. This person is ADHD. And the question that I want to present to you for consideration, are we really ADHD or are you just throwing so much at us at it's, it's like we're playing. It's, it's like you're playing tennis with balls. And you never know when the ball is going to get shot at you. So you can never focus on one idea or one train of thought. Because in the next five minutes or ten minutes, whatever the case may be, you're going to throw something else at us that we're not prepared for. And then you're going to tell us we're freaking ADHD. That, that, mm. Can you tell that kind of cooks my goose? Mm, yeah. All right. So that being said, um, something else that I kind of popped up today a little little tech fact if you will for you uh i don't i don't i I don't know when that came out i I don't even i don't even know if my phone is up to date now that i think about it let me go over here and and check that i think it's automatically does his business but it's a simple go to the settings and down to general general and hit software update and no, it is not up to date. Um, there is a new update that is waiting. Uh, iOS 16.4. Uh, this update introduces 21 new emojis and includes other enhancements, bug fixes, and security updates for your iPhone. Some features may not be available for regions of Okay, cool. I'm just going to put in my code and why do you tell me that failed i know when i went on my first date with my boo all right and we're going to hit download and install and hopefully you're going to do your thing and i'm just going to leave you over there do you need to be on do you need to be on the charge hold on get me let me uh yeah let me let me go ahead and put him on the charge or her on the charge, whatever the case may be, and, and they'll do that thing. That means my iPad needs to be updated, too, but we'll do that a little bit later. So uh, what's on our mind today? What are we thinking about? As I said, I wanted to talk to you about some things, and uh, I'm, going to, uh, I'm going to discuss just who EDB is. We're going to do that today, and I'm sorry to keep smacking my lips, but I'm... I'm getting kind of excited about this conversation because it it was a moment of discovery as I took another breath. I'm going to do those periodically today because it's exciting to have that that train of release, if you will. And as I get my fan on right here because it's hot, got my office fan here, you know, right here at my desk and uh, make sure I don't I don't I don't suffer from the heat and. Because if I turn the heat down, then it's going to get really, really cold. And so, you know, now I'm going to have this problem. So, you know, we, we don't want to freeze out the house. You get, you get what I'm talking about. 
actually, I don't know if it's the heat. I think it's just that. Um, okay, you're telling me to move on. I'm, 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 I'm gonna get to it. To it. Just calm your nerves. Let me get through this train of thought. Um, I don't think it's the heat that's on now. I think it's just we're kind of in springtime. We're in that transition, and we don't want to turn the air on because it's not, it's not hot enough for that yet. But we don't want to turn the heat on because it's not cold anymore so you're kind of stuck in the middle there that's where we are and maybe we'll open the windows a little bit and let some of that fresh cool air come in and, and that that'll that'll help us out but that's 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 down yonder um right now we want to get ourselves ready for this conversation i'm getting ready to have with you uh I'm just kind of you know get your get your uh get your little drinky drink if you need to go tap it off that'll be great uh, I think it's mine. It's mine. Good. I think it's good. But uh, I'll give you time to go tap yours off. Or if you need to take a swig, which I need to do to make sure that, you know, I'm not doing all this drinking while we talking. And also make I got to make sure my throat stays, you know, all lubricated, all wet, wet. And uh, but I don't want to do it while I'm talking to you because, you know, that can be very, very, you know, you can get annoyed by that. Let me keep taking pauses to sip and stuff, even though I want to shout out you. And toast you all day long, but yeah, yeah. Sometimes you gotta understand people might not be down with that, down with all your ideas and ideals. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna take a pause, uh, either refresh your drink or get a little sippy sip, and uh, we're gonna get started with uh, who EBB is in 2023. It's 2023, the year of E. How about that? Actually, it's halfway over. It's April now, but. All right, cool. Just take it. Just, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm on my way out. I'm on my way out. I'm on my way out. Sometimes I feel like this desk is not sturdy enough. I don't know. It's like maybe I'm just a fat boy, but when I, when I like lean in on it or, you know, it, I feel like it's going to fall. I'm looking at where I put that printer and my wife was right. I don't like it there. So we're going to have to move that out. We got to do some cosmetic changes. Anyway, I got my drink. I re uh, I lubricated my throat and then went and got me a refill. So I'm 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 good. I'm ready to sit here and have a little little chit chat with you for a few moments. Talk about what what I is as I uh sit there and make sure it's a static in here i don't understand how it's there and I, I hope it's not bothering you but it's definitely bothering me so um as long as you're not affected by it i, I can live with it um so i ran for office uh to this day i can't tell you why but then again i can't tell you why i do a lot of things the reason is is that i i i make choices sometimes without properly analyzing the whole impact of them impossible problem or pa part of why i do that is because if i actually sit down to think about what i'm doing to some degree i'm going to talk myself out of it and so it's best to just go for the gusto give it a shot see how it ends up and if it works great if it bombs well hey you it's like that running for office thing. It, it turned out to be uh, holy hell and uh, great. We, we won't make that call anymore, at least. 
Well, I'm not gonna say we won't, but we we know we know what not to do again is what I'm trying to say. We know how to we know how to take care of business so that we don't find ourselves in the same spot we was in this time. It's it's, it's a good way to put it. So I ran for office. Can't tell you to degree why someone came past my house. A person who. <sighs> I mean, I don't know how I, I, I do you really know how how you feel about politicians? You know, they say politicians make great bedfellows. I don't I don't know what that means. I think that's just something that people have used to justify the fact that politicians are mostly full of shit and they're all bullshitting all day. And nobody wants to call them out on that bullshit, at least not holistically. They don't because they're all fucking each other. Right. And so um, it's like in, in every other aspect of life when, when we just want to justify somebody's idiocracies idiocracies or, or not necessarily someone, but a train of idiocracy, a thought of idiocracy. People are not idiots. It's just people do idiotic things. And to counteract that, it's just a moment of justification. Well, you know. It, 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 I mean, I, I mean, I, that kind of shit. So this person came by and told me, you know, Erica, I think you should run for office. Blah blah blah. I'm like, why should I do that? And they're like, well, you know, there's the, there's choices. We got choices out there. I'm like, yeah, I understand. And uh, we, those choices aren't good. I'm like, yeah. I mean, one of those, I, I, it was three people who ran. And uh, out of the three, there was a guy that won. And obviously he was going to win because he was, you know, backed by the the current man who was taken down or not taken down. But uh, he decided to retire. But he was still popular. He was extremely popular in, in his district or in this district where I live. And so you weren't going to overpower him because of that popularity. And then. The people who hated him and despised him, that person being, well, let me not talk cryptically. So I live in what you call Ward 4 of Norfolk. Ward 4 has been, uh, has had for the last 30 years, a gatekeeper by the name of Paul Riddick. And Paul Riddick decided uh, last November that, well, before that but most of us didn't know about it that he was going to step down and he had already groomed his replacement he's been grooming him for 20 years which <sighs> that mm, <laughs> I, mm -hmm, yeah I'm, I, I don't know how I feel about that and the reason why I don't know how I feel about that is because um, you can't say oh well I think that uh, people who groom politicians, you know, what, what, what we're talking about here is in some cases that is a form of nepotism where we're kind of, you know, deciding on who's going to be the spokesman for the people. But on the other side, it's it's mentorship, right? So it's a gray area. It sounds like I'm justifying, but, you know, it's. It's 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 kind of it's kind of weird to think about how that 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 works. But he was grooming this guy for 20 years. I had no idea this guy existed. Uh, 
the guy is John Page. No idea. Um, he started, uh, well, at if he's been grooming him for 20 years, that means that he took him under his wing when he was 30. Did Paul Riddick, which is right about the age that I am at 38, going on 39. So, you know, I'm I'm definitely not going to sit under John. I'll tell you that right now. And the world could know I'm not sitting under you for 20 years, dude. That ain't going to happen. Because 38, 39, 20 years, that'd be damn near 60. Ain't happening. If I'm going to take over a spot, I'm not going downtown at 60 years old. I'm not going to be in politics at 60 years old. At least I don't think so. It's definitely not starting out. I'm not going to do it. Nope, nope, nope. Not, not, I don't. Mm-mm. Ready to retire by then. Or at least be in, a, in another spot. That being said, um, I didn't know this guy existed, John Page. They call him JP, but I don't like to call him JP because everybody else does that. And I like to be different. So I call him John. Um, he, uh, he's been groomed. He, he took the spot. Uh, Paul Riddick endorsed him. And that was, that was ball game. It, I, game over. It's just in this war, there was no way to overpower Paul. There's just wasn't going to happen. Um, it might've been a little bit more easy if Paul had a state out of it. And decided that, you know, I'm just going to let the people decide. And like, you know, most folks did with me, they kept their hands off of me, which I'm not mad at because the thing that I can say is that I lost. But the the amount of support that was garnered was done because of my own interests. It was you know, we got 10% of the vote, but that was 10% on Eric Barrett. There was nobody endorsing him. There was nobody to push him or anything of that nature. And so, uh, I, I, I feel confident about that. And I feel that, you know, going back out and if I were to do that and, and kind of build that reputation and, and take that over the next, uh, 24 to 48 months, who knows what could happen uh, by 2020? What that be six is when John's up. Um, what is his aspirations? Is he seeking re-election in four years? I have no idea. Um, we haven't talked about it, but uh, you know, it, by then I'll be. Uh, what would I be in? In 24, I'll be 40. So in 26, I'll be 42. And uh, 42, 43, 44, 45, 46. So, what, 46 if he does two terms? Eh, 46, that means that if I were to run, he does two. Because he might be, what, 60 or a little over 60 after two terms. I'll be 46. So, you know, after that, what's that, 54? Eh, it might be all right. I maybe that will I do too. I don't know. I might move on somewhere else. Maybe go be a delegate or a state senator or something like that. God, Jesus. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. Let me. Let me mm. Whew. Yep. That did that go? Did that go down the wrong pipe like it went down for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got me a little heartburn. Got a little pain right here on the left side of my. Mm, yeah, Lord. So anyway, I ran for office. That's what we were talking about. And I don't know why. It just did it. Um, I I had a platform, and 
I, I knew what my mission statement was. I knew what I was trying to accomplish. I've always known what I was trying to accomplish. And to some degree, I would say that that, that uh, is selfish because I wanted everybody in my sphere, in my community, if you will, I hate that word, but let's go ahead with it. I hate it because it's oversaturated. Everybody's using it. Nobody gives a rat's butt about community. They get a rat's butt about building whatever they're trying to build, right? Let's be honest. No, see, you know what? Here's the thing. I actually got the balls to tell you that I don't give a crap about community. All I want is what matters to me. Now, nobody else is going to tell you that because they ain't got the balls to tell you that because PC culture won't let them tell you that. But if you really peel back the onion and get to the allergic and do section, if you just tell the truth that all you give a crap about is what matters to you and the, the, the advancement of your causes, then I can live with that. I ran for office because I was tired of everybody else not having the same things I had. And I was tired of being the only Negro in the room. And felt like more black people should be involved in these opportunities that I was involved in. And they should have a seat at the table like I had one. Now, that was my agenda. And I'm damn proud to say that that was a selfish agenda. But you know what? Everybody else got one too. There are people I sit on a board known as the Elizabeth River Trail. There's not a person on that board that ain't selfish. They're not going to tell you they are. But they're not. All of them are fucking selfish. We all are fucking selfish. Everybody in that room that works for that trail wants that trail to succeed. That's all they care about. That's all that matters is that that trail succeeds. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Where it gets wrong is when we try to be um, selfless. We try. All I care about is the community. Bullshit. You care about the community that affects you. And that's okay. I have a guy right now that I, I, I sit down and talk with him. Buddy Sam, love him dearly. But he's a selfish prick. He's not going to admit it, but he's a fucking selfish prick. And you know why he won't admit it? Because we have been conditioned as a culture to, no, no, no. I, I am not I, but Christ. Go shit the fuck up. Alright, just go sit down, dude. Because even in the scriptures, when you read over there in the book of Jeremiah, chapter number 1, verse 5 over there, he says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I already gave you something. I gave something to you. This is your mandate. This is your mission statement. This is what you're good at. This is what you're going to set out in the world to do. This is how you're going to make the world better. This this is you. Why do I feel like? I don't know. I, I just hit this desk again. I'm like, something's not right with this desk. Like, like I'm, I didn't put screws in here right or something. I don't know. Maybe it's just flimsy. Maybe, maybe I should have spent more money on a desk. I don't know. Anyway. The moral of the story is, accept your selfishness, because selfishness and pride in the right doses is good. So, that being said, I knew what I wanted to do. I knew what I was trying to set out to do. I, knew, I know even now what I'm still trying to set out to do. My mission has not changed. I want to be a conduit. 
I have always desired ever since I couldn't remember the 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 idea the idea of education has been fascinating to me since I can remember I, I opened my uh, preschool was it preschool or kindergarten kindergarten yearbook I graduated which was very fa- funny this funny story me and the wife unbeknownst to us it's not like we planned this exactly well we couldn't have because uh she's what seven years older than i am so we couldn't have planned this but me and the wife went to the same preschool same elementary school if you will or it was a private school it was green hill farms academy it used to be over on um phil potts road they turned tore it down now and put some houses there god bless their heart the school closed down <sighs> yeah that was the thing but i opened up my my elementary school yearbook and uh as i get comfortable in the chair to tell you this story and the thing that was fascinating to me when i opened up that book was what i put in i don't remember doing it i cannot tell you how it got in this book I can't tell you if there was a paper I had to write. I can't tell you if somebody asked me in a question. I, I don't know how this got there. I have, I, 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 to the, for the life of me, I can't tell you how. Even literally, I forgot it until some here recently, somewhere here recently, I opened the book and it said, what was Eric's desire? And I think the book is in the other room. But what was Eric's desire? And it said teacher. Now, again, don't know how I got there. But I've always been fascinated by teachers. Oh, the, 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 the idea of them. How class was structured. How you went in and you had the different bells. And this class was P class. And then you had... Um, history class and history was my favorite i love history oh i mean now we got this whole fight over it but history was fun especially when you had a teacher mr michael bales was my western civilization uh professor in college god that man could talk history oh he could i can see him now i think i got some of his tapes around here actually no i don't have them i don't know where his tapes are um, but I was dumb. Oh, I was suffering from YDS because if, if I was smart, I went to the front of the class right in front of him and put that tape recorder on. I didn't. I went to the back of the class and put her tape recorder on so you can barely hear what he was saying. <sighs> Think about it. Tape recorder. <laughs> that shows how old I am. Mm-hmm. I've been out. of. I, I went into college 20 years ago. No, 19, 19 years ago, 20 years next August. That ought to scare you. Um, so I, um, Mr. Michael Bales, yeah, he could, oh, he walked from one end of that classroom to the other and he would just shake his head and tell you these stories about history and he would lay that thing out for you piece by piece. And God, I love that guy. I love that class. But it was always, always fascinating to me was history. 
and most importantly or or uh, more broadly, just the idea, even though there are certain subjects that I can't stand, you can't get me to do math. I don't care how hard you try. I hate math, the smell of math, the look of math. If math was a girlfriend, I would dump her faster than oh, I would beat the dog piss out of math. I would literally violate math. I, I would go to jail for me to charge over math. Mm -hmm. I sure would. I hate math. I despise math. I would Napoleon math and then throw it in the garbage can and burn it on fire. I would crucify math harder than Jesus was by the Romans. I hate math. Except for when it's dealing with my money. Because I want to know. Two plus two is four. And you just gave me three and a half. And I want to know what my other 25 cents is. Because we about to have some problems. Actually it's 50 cents. Three and a half would be 350. See? Now you understand why I hate math. But apart from that. Civics. History. Social studies. The study of society. All that stuff fascinated me. Even to some degree reading. I love reading. Well, I love hearing about it. Romeo. Juliet! Juliet! I'm sorry, I'm yelling. I don't want to wake the wife up. But that, that Romeo and Juliet. Oh, Lord. You remember when Leonardo DiCaprio did uh, Romeo and Juliet? I don't know who that, I don't know who Juliet was, but I know Leonardo, Leonardo How did he not win an Oscar for that? That 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 is that is that is literary art. How how in the blue hell did that dude not win an Oscar for Romeo and Juliet? But that was the new one. They had the old one, and the old one had titties in it. Oh man, you know they were they were doing the thing, and she got up, and they were like, "I only mention it because we was in school, and they were watching it, and everybody went." And yeah, it was man. Whew. Yeah. Horny ninth graders. No, I was in eleventh grade then. Well, that made sense because I was peeing on myself by then. Actually I started peeing on myself at third. I don't remember when that happened. The moral of the story is I was fascinated by all of these different concepts and ideas and so forth and so on. And the older I became, um, some degree, that passion was lost. The thing that fascinates me about the people like people like Mark Zuckerberg, people like uh, a Kevin Rose or a Tim Ferris, you know, he does the four hour work week, the four hour workout, all that good. He got all those books, four hour. The thing that fascinates me about those boys and girls and people like them is they have a passion and that passion just rides. It just rides and it sithers and it smolters and it marinates and it just goes and goes. But when you're in a more impoverished environment, somewhere along the lines, dreams start to die. There was a sign 
up on a light post here in Norfolk, uh, over in the Ghent area. It's still there. I think I took a picture of it. If not, I want to go back. I need that on a picture. I need that every time I go past it. I need to see that. It says, welcome to Norfolk where dreams come to die. Now, what that is, and I don't know who put that there, so I'm not going to speak on behalf of them. I don't even know who made that because it literally was a, a, a sticker, like a bumper sticker. Like somebody made this. What their mission statement was, no idea. It's not like it has uh, ordered these at www.fucknorfolk.com. That's not on there. At least, at least I don't think it is, but I didn't look that hard. It would be funny if that was over there. To get more, if you would like a sticker for your car, order this now at www.fucknorfolk.com. Or you can call us at, uh, what is that number going to be? <laughs> Literally, I'm going to sit here and try to figure out what the number is. Uh, uh, are we going to take time to do this? We sure are. Uh, let me see. Where is my where's my keypad? Uh, oh, this doesn't have the numbers on it. Never mind. I mean, it has the numbers and has the letters. Okay, whatever. So I I saw that sign up there. Where Norfolk Norfolk or Welcome to Norfolk, where dreams come to die. And it it resonated with me because here's what happened to me. You have this this youth moment where anything is possible, where there's nothing you cannot do. And then it meets adulthood where you have bills. You are trying to struggle to choose between bread and water. And the, and the problem in Povertyville is you don't have the opportunity to dream. I remember reading somewhere on Facebook, somebody posted this. I think I went to school with him and he said, uh, I got dreams, but dreams don't get, don't keep the lights on. So fuck my dreams. That was so depressing. I know I unfollowed him. I unfollowed him just because of that. It's not his fault. That's his reality. I don't hate or I, I, that's his reality, but I could not, I could not. I could not stand to be around that mentality because I was struggling. I was trying to find myself. I was trying to find my place. I was trying to hold on to the little piece of dream that I had and to constantly have myself indoctrinated in this pit of negativity where uh, dreams come to die and all we have to do is work for the man and you got to go get a nine to five or a seven to three or a six to two and make sure you keep the lights on and the bread nice and uh, moist in the fridge. If, if that's all life is about, which literally in Povertyville it is, then what? there is no point, right? There is no point. Totally no point. And I had sunken into that. I had sunken into that 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 point, that place where those endless possibilities had started to become well, they had an end. They had an expiration date. The the idea of the impossible became thicker. That the impossible is possible flipped that possibilities are impossible 
that dreams don't come true. And uh, so you settle in and you start to throw away uh, these these moments. Even now, I, I struggle to try to reclaim that bedroom that I used to live in. That little square box that's over there near my grandmother's house. And uh, I'm, I'm, you know what I might do? I don't know. I, we, it's a rental property now. I might have to, I won't probably hit up the guy and say, you know, I, I'm not here to, I just want to, is, is that small room upstairs available? Just want to go see it. That might be something I do. I mean, technically it's still my house. So, uh, and he hasn't, you know, he hasn't been inspected in a while. Hmm. Anyway, another comment. The moral is, I want to go see that room because my dreams are buried in that room. My hopes are in the walls. Granted, they've been painted over. They've been spackled over. They've, But my hopes are still in those walls. And I want to go find them. And, and, and that, that's, that's the whole point of everything that EDB does. I don't give a flying fuck about politics. I could give two shits about who is a Democrat or who is a Republican. Hell, I voted for George Bush and I'm damn proud of it. I voted for him the second time. I didn't even vote for him the first time. I voted for him after Iraq. I sure did. When he went to office in 2001, it was kind of salty because I was a I was a, I was a Bill Clinton boy. I mean, I didn't give. I still to this day, I I I can't stand people who go. You know how he treated Monica Lewinsky? Hey man, he's a dude. We all put our dicks in the wrong places at one point in time. Sometimes put them in the right places. <laughs> the moral is, I was a Bill Clinton guy. I was a Bill Clinton guy. I oh, I love me some Richard Nixon. I, I wasn't around when he was around. I I, I can't say that I am uh, truly uh, up to date with all of his politics or how he navigated or or the tricks that he played because they all play tricks. And maybe if I was that close to him, then I might have a different perspective. But. To listen to this guy and how he navigated through policy. Richard, Richard Nixon was a foreign policy genius. And, and this is not, again, me reading some book or sitting down and studying some letters or, or listening to stories. You can go on YouTube. I went on YouTube and sometimes I still do it. I go on YouTube and I literally sit down and turn on hours of Richard Nixon tapes, interviews that he's done, conversations, how he, again, navigates through the, the ideologies of China. There is nobody on planet Earth, I believe, who understood China more than Richard Nixon did. Then you got... Uh, 
LBJ. LBJ was another guy who could navigate the political waters. He he knew how to move people, how to move pieces, how to how to utilize the papers and the and the media to his advantage. Did LBJ? John Kennedy was somebody. It's not too much out there on him, but um, they, they, again, a worker of the system. Granted. If you want to talk about Bill Clinton, where he put his dick, I mean, <laughs> are, we, are, we, are, we going to, are we going to forget about John? Uh, you know the stories. Everybody everybody talks about it, that he he, he put his dick in Marilyn Monroe. Mm, it's out there. I, I'm sure there's people from the 60s and, 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 well, he was only around for about three years. But, you know, I'm sure there are people around there that will tell you. Justin Robert Young. Did a little thing. I think it was. Uh, do I still have it? I probably don't have it anymore. But he did a piece of business. He had a little podcast on. I think it was. Uh, uh, the Richard. It was Nixon and Kennedy races. Or something like that he did. I'm trying to see if it's still. On here. It's not. I got rid of it because. Uh, he wasn't doing it anymore. But. Uh, he talks about it put some history out there i invite you to go and, and type in justin robert young and uh you can uh you can listen to the whole 1960s race uh, trying to uh, my, my phone is still updating so we'll we'll let that be it's going to try to figure out how i can find it for you but we'll let that be um he talks about it about what john kennedy did how he navigated through the waters of of politics the moral is Watching these people do these different things was fascinating to me. I didn't care what side of the aisle they were on. LBJ was a, was a Democrat and a damn good one. FDR was a Democrat and a damn good one. But Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves. He was a Republican. He's the one that saved the Union. He was a damn good one. Uh, Richard Nixon. As I said, nobody understood China and how to how to uh, intercept or how to politically and diplomatically operate with same. And he was a Republican. Damn good one. I voted for George W. Bush. Republican. Bill Clinton was a Democrat. Um, Obama, you know, we, we, me and Obama had some problems. Um, he, he made some, he, yeah, around about, around about term two and he, he started pushing some ideologies and some things. I, I granted now that you look back and, and see, you know, I mean, he's got to be reelected. Most folks don't, most folks are like, you should have, you should have political courage. I get so fucked up with those people. Like Political courage. You know what? Okay, cool. You want, you want me to die on this hill. Liz Cheney died on that hill. And guess what happened? Now her seat is being occupied by a worse jack off than, than she was. Sometimes y y y you take what you get. You know, I look at somebody like a, uh, a Joe Manchin. And, and sometimes you get frustrated with them and you say, you know, what? you should just be a damn Republican. Sometimes I think that, but then again, you look back at it and you're like, well, if he gets defeated by a ultra rightist, now the Senate 
goes further in the wrong direction. Now we're really talking about critical race theory and and death to the gays and all this other good stuff. So sometimes it's better to just deal with Joe Manchin and his bullshit than the alternative. That's how politics works. Most folks don't think about that because, again, they're selfish pricks. And they only think about what matters to them. And they like to hide behind the fact that they're, they're societalists and they're communalists. Oh, we're all about the community. No, you're selfishly about a community that you're creating. You are tribal. Let's just go and tell the truth. We're fucking tribal, all of us. God, if there's one thing I hope in life, which I probably won't get because I don't even know if it's possible. And maybe that's me being cynical. We're, if we could ever get to the point where we accept that. I stay in my hole, you stay in yours, and, and you over there, and I'm over here, and that's good. We're not, we're not one size fits all. I don't wear a size small, and you don't wear a size extra large. I don't think you do. There's, some, there's somebody in the world who doesn't wear, my wife doesn't wear anything extra large. At least not fitting-wise, she doesn't she might go out and walk around the house with my clothes on and they're 10 times too big but when she goes out in the street she's going to put on a medium or small because that's what she wears that's her size that's what fits her and and that's how life works you get into a corner that fits you instead of this we need everybody to come together and work together go fuck yourself jesus and do it with a good dildo. Make sure you feel it. Maybe it'll change your, your attitude if you feel it real good. So, that, that has been my mission statement. Education. Now, that piece in that book said teacher. But I, I watched something on Twitter the other day. It was a... It was a, a lady who taught back in the 60s during Dr. King and... and um, she's a white lady. And she said, uh, I, I am not a teacher. I am an educator. And I went, hmm, please tell more. And she says, because a teacher is, a, is an indoctrinator. When you're teaching somebody, what you're doing is, which is nothing wrong with teaching. First of all, let me, let me, let me, let me put that to bed. There's nothing wrong with teaching. If I want you to understand how to work this computer, I'm going to teach you how to use it. But what I'm doing is I am programming your mind to understand how this computer works. If I want to teach you how to build a house, then that's fine because I'm teaching you to understand how I want this house built. There's nothing wrong with teaching. The problem is when you're in school, teaching is bad. Because when I'm building a house, that's teaching. You need to understand or whoever is trying to build houses need to understand that you need to know 16 on center. You need to know that every where the studs got to go, how you, you put that together. That part needs to be known because if not, then the damn structure is going to fall down. That part needs to be taught. But school is supposed to be about building life skills. It's supposed to be about teaching and understanding and 
promoting the idea of advancement, of engagement. And that's when you go from teaching to educating. As an educator, what you are doing is you are providing your pupils with access to opportunities, to ideas. You are invoking a mindset of engagement to where we are pushing people to utilize their own brain, their own idea. And when you do that, what you do is you put the the material in front of people and then you put it there for their consideration. What I would like to submit to you for consideration. And and when you're doing this submission for consideration, what you're doing is you're saying, think about this and see how it fits. And now that takes, and in my world, I paint with a very broad, broad brush, broad brush, and I do very light strokes because I'm not trying to tell you how to live your life. I'm trying to tell you what the options are. I'm not trying to tell you where to buy a house. I'm just trying to tell you what the options are. If you're looking for a home, if you are societally driven, if you're a person who is interested in uh, the activities and and connecting with culture, then the possibility of you moving downtown in the urban part of the city is is what you would want because you're going to be closer to trails you're going to be closer to the the programs like when you have uh, uh, the uh, for example in Norfolk living in the Freemason district might be for that type of person because you got Town Point Park you're going to have the wine festival down there you're going to have Harbor Fest down there you're going to have Pride Fest down there uh, the uh, illumination parade is going to be down there uh, what else goes on down there? The 4th of July festivities. And, and and so because you're living down there, then you get access. Whereas I have to go pay to park. Then got to walk from the garage to somewhere. And then I have to walk back to the garage. Then I have to uh, sit in traffic to get in. I got to sit in traffic to get out. Where you just walk right around the corner to your house. But that's only if you are okay with constantly having something going on that could potentially be um, driving a lot of traffic. Now, if you're a person who wants peace and quiet and a person who wants to wake up in the morning to the uh, singing of the birds and the slow waving of the trees and the smell of the daffodils and looking of same, then you probably want to move to like Ingleside and the back part of it. Don't go to the front. Go to the back of Ingleside. You might want to move to a place like Elizabeth Park. You might want to move to over there near Seliger. Over there in the back hole where it's, it's just nobody but you and maybe five other people. And the sun rises and the sun sets. Probably everybody knows everybody. They only talk to each other five times a day. And and, and it's peaceful and quiet. It's off from the world. It's it, literally back here. I am. It takes me about five minutes to get out of my neighborhood and I like it. It's quiet. It's peaceful. There's a big thoroughfare up front called Virginia Beach Boulevard. 
totally glad that I don't hear anything goes on out there. If there's a if there's an ambulance or a police car, if there's a siren. It's probably because they're coming to somebody back here because if they're going down with James Boulevard, I'm not going to hear them. That's an option for somebody like me. If you're a person who, um, again, wants to be close to grocery stores, then you probably want to move over to uh, over near uh, Military Highway because Walmart's up there, Target's up there. So, so the moral of what I'm trying to say is, is that when you're educating, you lay out the options and then you kind of point in the direction of what fits the person. This is something that looks to be appealing to you. But also when you're educating, here's another part. You have to know the people that you're educating because it's a fine line between educating and indoctrinating. What I mean by that is there is a fine line between giving people the tools to make their own call and slowly and somewhat slightly manipulating people to go in a certain direction. I do not want to manipulate anybody to go in any direction. I want you to make the call that is best for you. But here's what I also want to do. I want you to make the call that's best for you, but I want to live the way it's best for me. So we're not going to have a whole urban city. That's not going to happen because all of us don't want to sit there and have 40 million people riding bikes down our streets. We don't want to have a marathon going through our neighborhood, like over there in Thyla, where they do the little piece of business over there. I went over there with my master chief, my old inner ROTC instructor, if you will. And we went over there and had that little piece of business over there. Everybody's not about that life. Some people just want to live in peace and quiet. But then there's other people who are more urbanized, who are more interested in having this uh, outdoory, uh, adventurous, uh, um, communal, everybody playing together type environment. That has to have its place. And also as quiet people have to have our place. And so education says this is how you get what you want but also this is how these people get what they want and we find a way to build a city that is divided in such a way that a segregation is not a dirty word because literally that's what you're doing you're segregating the quiet people from the noisy people there's got to be a barrier between the two because I don't like noise and they don't like quiet. So we're segregating. Oh, that's a dirty word, Eric. We don't like to talk about segregation. Ah, shut up. So I hope that made sense. I, I realized that I kind of burned that hole and, and, and it's we don't want to sit here and spend all our time today trying to uh, discuss, if you will, all of those pieces, uh, especially when we have lots of time to um, to figure that out as we go. So this is what we're going to do. 
now that I explained to you who I am and, and what I'm about and what I'm trying to accomplish and all this here in the third, uh, we're going to take a little pause, a little break, if you will. Mr. DJ, Madam DJ, non-binary DJ, how are you doing over there? We want to put something here to kind of, you know, give us a little, uh, a little break. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about how I would like to proceed in the future. And why we're making this change is also something that we want to talk about here. So think about this music break as when you're in school. You remember when you were in middle school or element, not elementary school, but middle school and high school. Yeah. Well, I, I also did some of this in elementary school. They had bells in elementary school, too. Now that I think about it, we didn't change classes, but they still had bells. And I'm curious about why they had those bells now. Where was that supposed to be? Was that like a sign for the teacher? Like, okay, uh, transition to the next subject now. I, I'm just curious. Like, it, did they have those breakdowns? And I, I think I would like to ask an educator who teaches in elementary school. But I don't know if they still do that now. But it will, yeah. I just I just sit here and I thought about it. I remember hearing those bells in elementary school. We never changed classes until we got to uh, uh, sixth grade. But I think we changed in fifth grade, too. Did we do that? Or was that sixth grade? No, we, we did some changes in fifth grade for something. I don't remember. Anyway, I wonder about that. that that's, that's, that's all I want to talk about. No, but look at this is what I'm trying to say. As that, that bell change, if you will. That moment between classes. Huh? We're just getting our drinks. Going to the bathroom. Maybe going to our locker to eat a little protein bar. All of you fitness nuts out there. You, <laughs> you right there. And then we're coming back to have another moment of discussion. Hmm? Let's do that, if you please. Mr. DJ, ma'am, DJ, non-binary DJ, I appreciate you. Um, I'm looking at this thing right here. Uh, Syntac, I believe it is. Ego. Could you play that for us? Right up in here? Thank you, sir.
my lovely friends, after that brief moment of pause, again, shout out to No Copyright Sound, Mr. DJ, Madam DJ, Non-Binary DJ. I think I I messed up and said Mr. DJ and didn't. You know, they're the trinity of music and creativity. Mr. DJ, Madam DJ, Non-Binary DJ is. Thank you for that time. All right, let's get into what we're, what we're here for, what my thought process is. I got seven pieces of business I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about social studies. I want to talk to you about civics. I want to talk to you about phys ed. I want to talk to you about history. I want to talk to you about creative arts. And I want to talk to you about philosophy. And I want to talk to you about science and technology. Those are our, those are our points. And uh, over the next foreseeable future, I was going to put a timeline on that. I'm like, better not do that. Because that could be anywhere between two days and two years. Depending upon how I think. You know, I'm the Vince McMahon of podcasting. I change my mind every five seconds. That's why nobody wants him around. God bless Southley. Did you see him on CNBC with that mustache and that black hair and those beady little eyes? Like, look. Look like he got dots right in the middle of his face. Anyway. So, we got these seven principles, which are the seven points that fascinate EDB. Now, most of your educators probably uh, somewhere have about five classes a, a day, somewhere in there. Well, this was when we had block scheduling, not block scheduling, when you had uh, full days. Most classes had about uh, five or six classes, and they had a, a bell off. Uh, when when I was in school, I don't know why I talked about the educator because I wasn't really I was trying to talk about the student and I but you know that I guess is relevant too. I don't know. All my teachers out there, you 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 okay? You understand? Yeah, cool. When I was in school in high school, we had seven bells, and uh, each of those bells were about forty five minutes long. Now, am, are we going to have forty five minutes? Uh, classes absolutely not because if we did that let's just say that was an hour because um, you know me and the math thing you understand um that that would that would somewhere that would be about six or seven hours of podcast every day <laughs> ain't, ain't happening but what we're looking at is three pieces of business each and every day now they're not going to be the same three pieces of business but we'll get to that down the road you got social studies, a continual study of social relationships and the functioning of society. That's where we look at the structure of our culture. I believe somebody needs to sit down and start talking about this politics stuff. Not because we need another podcast or another conversation about politics. God, we got plenty of those. You got the Young Turks. You got uh, Pod Save Everything. You got, uh, uh, who's that dude? That Pac-Man dude. He be packing Democratic stuff. Pac-Man, David, Pac-Man. Oh, you got uh, David, uh, what's his name? That bastard out there in New York, or up there, should I say, in New York, uh, uh, I probably shouldn't call him a bastard. He's a preacher. Then again, he, the way he talks, he's a bastard. Anyway, uh, David Manning, he's up in there. Hot lot. God told me. 
Jesus. Uh, that other rat fool that I went on his show sometime, little black dude. That anyway, I mean, let me let me not bring up bad memories. Uh, there's a reason why I don't carry guns. So you got all of these different podcasts and blogs and people out here. Did we did we forget Ben Shapiro? Yeah. He's the guy that, that wants to talk about nothing all the time because apparently he hasn't hit puberty yet. Oh, okay. Isn't he like 40 years old, Ben Shapiro, by the way? I mean, he talks like he's 20, but he's got to be pushing 40. Why does it say two hours before that's going to come up, dude? So I got the iPad trying to update. And it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take all day with this. We got all these podcasts. That's what I'm trying to get to. I am not interested in putting my take on another podcast. Again, education is how I look at things. Education says, A, not how I push Democratic policies or Republican, which was the big struggle when I went down to talk to the politicians because their philosophy was, oh, we got this young whippersnapper coming down here. Let's figure out how we can get him in our corner and start pushing our ideals. Which I never, ever, ever, I want everybody to hear, I never wanted to come push anybody's ideas. I didn't give two shits about Democrats or Republicans. I came because I believe, and I still believe it, with every ounce of my fucking being, I still believe everybody deserves an opportunity to hear the whole argument. We need to hear what Ron DeSantis has to say. <sighs> Jesus. Mm, I said it. But you need to hear. Well, do we really? I mean, he's a fucking bastard. Do we really? He's not like a Nixon or a Bush or a Reagan or one of those other people who knew how to hide the fact that they were dumbasses. Well, more. Well, we're not gonna talk about Ronnie. Um, but we we need to hear it. But but the politicians, and here's where you got to get them in check. The politicians are pushing their agenda. They're not pushing policy. They're not pushing. Uh, well, they are pushing policy, but those policies are connected to their agenda. And 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 their 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 mission statement is to get you on their side. And if you are not careful, you will find yourself in the same pit that I found myself in. A pit of wait, 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 wait. Didn't I come down here on an education mission? And now you got me out here doing all this other here bullshit. So social studies says this is what the politicians are working on. This is what is on the table. Now, why does this matter? Why is this important? And what are the opponents of this idea? For example, you got... Uh, LGBTQIA rights. Now, in social studies, what you do is you understand the argument that is LGBTQIA rights. 
You understand what the plight is. You understand what the mission statement is. You understand its impact on the culture. You also understand how this affects same. There is a difference. There is impact on the culture and then it's how it affects the culture. What do I mean by those two things? Again, this is all subjective. Everybody's got their opinions. That's why there's 5 million different people with microphones in front of their mouth. My perspective or my outlook or my uh, contribution to this says this. A, there is the alphabet mafia's impact. It's going to change how we operate. It's going to change how we look at business. It's going to change how we look at schools. It's going to change how we look at the workforce. It's going to change how we look at living arrangements and and family structures and so forth and so on. Marriage, all that stuff. Taxes. The list goes on and on. This is the impact of the alphabets, uh, the alphabet mafia, the LGBTQIA on culture. Then you say... What is this effect on me? Because now my children, if they go to a public institution or an institution that supports LGBTQIA policies, now I have to deal with a child who is going to have friends that have a family structure that is different from mine, which truthfully shouldn't be too big of a problem because the only problem that's going to affect is white folks or more affluent folks who are of the straight mindset because let's be honest black folks families been fucked up for years some of them a lot of them so we are used to non-traditional non-conventional ways of of the family right and then again who came up with that shit anyway but that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day So, you have this impact on me. How does this change how I work? Now, there's a possibility that there's certain conversations I can't have on the job anymore because there are going to be people around me that are going to take offense to it. It's not going to most, well, back in the day, if you went to the office and and you were on the construction site or in the military, case may be the guys went on one side and they whipped out the dicks and started smacking each other in the face with them. Now you realize you can't do that because one of those people might like it. Actually, I think they all liked it, but that's a whole other conversation for a whole other day. So, so our conversations, how we approach each other, how we deal with each other, how we interact with each other, those are the things that, Im- that affect me. So there's impact and then there's effect. Now you said, well, aren't those two the same things? No, because truth of the matter is the LGBTQIA could affect or could impact culture but not affect me. I mean, I live in my hole. I can go a whole week and not have anything to do with the, with the gay people. Literally. I don't have to see them. I don't have to talk to them. I don't have to, I don't have to do anything. I, I, they, they're over there. I'm over here. Because the way that my life is structured, they do not come within my sphere. So that's why those two are different. But when I interact in other cultures or in other ideologies meaning when i go to the grocery store when i go to the library if i decide to go to uh the trail or somewhere like that then then now 
I run into the impact, which then affects how I operate. So that's social studies. Then you have civics. Now, civics for some people, well, isn't that the same as social studies? No, because civics is municipal. The problem with social studies is every culture, at least now, spends most of their time focusing on social studies. And I argue not enough time focusing on civics. Because if you spent more time focusing on civics, what you would realize is I turned that fan off. That that might be you might have heard that as it raced up because I was getting cold. When you focus on civics, this puts more emphasis on the local, the municipal. What is going on in your downtown? What is your city council doing? What is your mayor doing? What is your uh, city manager doing? Most folks don't realize that we go to the polls every four years to vote for a mayor. Don't mean a damn thing. We go and vote for a city councilman. That don't mean a damn thing either. I mean, truth be told, at least here in Norfolk or in the Hampton Roads area, that rat bastard, God bless his heart, love him dearly. I, 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 I mean, I probably just said that because I called him a rat bastard. But uh, the moral of the story is that dude, he comes to you every three and a half years looking for a vote. But then every time he goes to give the state of the city is down there at the at the Marriott at the main. I'm sc- excuse me. They moved it from the Marriott. Now it's the main. With the $75, is it $75 or $100 a plate for those two chicken legs and the five string beans with the drizzle? And they give you a little glass of champagne just so you can toast the rat bastard after he finished talking all that bullshit. Ah, God bless the mayor. The point is, and there's seven of them. So, quite frankly, you can't say that I'm talking about one because all seven of them go down there and talk bullshit. In a seven day period. Well, it's more like in a nine-day period because I don't think they do it on weekends. So Monday through Friday for five and then the other two go into, you get what I'm trying to say. Maybe they do it two in a day. I don't know. The point is, when you look at civics, it says, I am going to take the opportunity to invest in A, what's happening in my city. We got a casino that 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 is being constructed at least they said it was i don't really know it was this tribe that came in you mind if i take a swig Mm -hmm. this tribe came in they were the pamunkey tribe and they decided that they wanted to purchase or acquire i don't know i don't think they purchased i think they acquired it because they went down and said that that was that was their land and and they should get access to it Anyway, they, they decided they're going to put a casino down there. Nobody knows what's in that deal. Nobody knows the impact of that deal. How does this affect your life? Nobody knows that. People are still asking questions about why did we put a casino down there? What was the point of it? Nobody knows. You know why? Because we don't have a civics class. We don't have an opportunity to really look at this piece of business, pick it apart, which quite frankly would piss every mayor and council person off, especially the ones who are in favor of certain things. Oh, don't talk about let's look this and dive into it and pull this pieces because they don't want to do that. That goes back to the same thing with social studies, the Democrats and the Republicans. They just want you to see their agenda and and manipulate you to vote for them and not, not ask any more questions. So, 
that civics class. Then you get to history class. Because the truth of the matter is, those who do not study history are doomed to repeat it. To also put it spiritually, the way to gain access or success is through the testimonies of the past. They overcame them. They obtained victory over the devil because of their testimony. And I'm not trying to call anybody the devil, but there are some devilish things that happen in the past. Every culture, every society, every city, every state, every hamlet, every church, every house, every human has had some demon in their past. They got some devilish shit that they have to deal with. And so when you study history, what you say is you go, oh, well, first of all, it helps to understand and deal in some cases with the depression that many of us face because we feel like that we're the only ones that got these problems and nobody else has ever had these problems but us. And when you get to go back and realize that, wait, somebody else had this happen to them, too. Well, now that opens a can of worms because we can go, oh, all right, well. Huh. Maybe I um maybe my life is not as fucked up as I thought it was. Hmm? Yeah. That's that's history. Which brings us to philosophy. Studying the fundamental nature of knowledge, reality, and existence. Love of wisdom, seeking to understand fundamental truths about ourselves, the world we live in. And our relationship to the world and each other. Basically, that's a glorified Bible study in some instances. To me, it takes the Bible and it humanizes it. If you uh, had an opportunity to listen to uh, yesterday's conversation with Brother Ian, which is what I would like to submit to you is philosophy. When you listen to Brother Ian yesterday, we, we, we talked about the importance of literally humanizing the Bible, bringing our perspective in tune with the perspective of the people from the past. Most Christians look at the Bible and they look at it because they have the answer. And so because they have the answer, they'll look at a Paul or a Peter or, or a Timothy or a Moses, so forth and so on. And they'll bash him. Oh, the children of Israel were stupid. Oh, all they had to do was obey God. All they had to do was listen to him. All they had to do was follow his instructions. See what happened when you don't pay attention? That is a cynical, no, that's not cynical. It's stupid of an idea. You know why? Because what you're doing is you're beating somebody up. You who have the answer is beating up a group of people who didn't have the answer. It's easy to look back now, hindsight being 2020, and say what I should have did five months ago because now I got the answer to that. But five months ago, I had no clue. I was walking in the dark, if you will. If you're out there, you're the children of Israel, and you are uh, just been released, if you will, from Egypt, and now you find yourself in a moment of trappedness because there's this big ass red sea, this big ass bathtub 
sitting here on one side and then here comes Pharaoh with his army and they're ready to come back because he realized he just fucked up and, and, and just buried his economy by releasing all these slaves. So now he's coming to try to reclaim what he lost. And these people are sitting there trapped between Pharaoh and the Red Sea. I guess that's what you get the, the term trapped between the devil and the deep blue sea. Now, it's easy because we know, according to the story, that Moses stretched out his hands and the, the waters separated. And the children of Israel, they call it the North, the North West, what do they call it? Northeastern. Yeah, that's where you get that Northeast wind coming from. It blowed and it separated those waters and pulled them aside. And they had this big old uh, planetarium, if, it is, if you will, where all the fishies were swimming around. And you got this, you know, you go to the planetarium, you look around and you're just walking through all the fishies. And it's, it's kind of like Moses did. According to the story, we know that happened because we read the book. Here's the thing. Those people didn't know how this was going to end. Moses believed that he could, if he held out his arms, it, that's what, but he's walking on faith. He, he doesn't have the end of the story. He didn't get the end until the, until the job was done. So why are we beating these people up for something that we know and they didn't? That is what I believe is the significance and the importance of philosophy. Which brings us to science and technology. Because uh, the study or studying the structure and behavior of the physical and the natural world through observation and experiment and technology is the application of scientific knowledge for practical purposes. Bam. How do you look at what we are doing now versus what we did then? For example, the destruction of our climate, our planet, the, the raising of the seas, the uh, raising of the temperatures, climate change, sea level rise. How do you A, identify where this started, what the problem is, then study how to change and better our environment, better our seas, because not only are the seas rising because of climate change, not only are the temperatures rising because of same, and, and the, the poles are melting and all that good stuff that, that the scientist has been screaming about for the last God knows how long. But there are issues that are happening inside of our waters that are uh, in addition, an addendum to the climate change problem, to the sea level rise problem. Those addendums are the fact that our fish are, are being polluted. There are certain mammals and certain members of our wildlife community that are being pushed into extinction because of the lack of resources, the lack of food, the lack of vegetation, so forth and so on. All those different things come under science and technology. And then when you look at technology apart from science, here's what you discover. You discover maybe there is an easier way to have this discussion 20 years ago we couldn't have class like this because a we didn't have the platform there was no podcasting 
And when the podcasting started, it was so hard to get in because you literally had to have twenty to four thousand dollars, about about fifteen hundred to to four k in equipment. You couldn't just go down to the to the Amazon. There was no Amazon, or at least not in the form that we knew it twenty years ago. We it's not in the form we know it now twenty years ago. It existed, but it didn't do. It's not you get it. You go on Amazon now, and and the the most expensive microphone that I can find is about two hundred dollars. That's that's on the high end. Back then, two hundred dollars was the low end. For equipment to start a podcast. So we couldn't have these conversations. There's certain things you can do from your phone. You can sit right in your bed and turn all your lights off in your home. You can sit right in your bed and turn your heat up and down. You don't have to get up and go outside in the cold or 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 well when I mean outside. Well no, we're not talking about that. You don't have to get up and in your nice comfy bed if you're sitting in there and you're like, it's getting colder here. Now you got to get up and you got to shiver and go to the other side of the house, wherever the thermostat is, and then turn it up. And now you're freezing and you're cold and, you, and your skin is all knotted up because you're getting goosebumps. Now you just roll over. You grab that little phone of yours. Or either you have a conversation with uh, somebody that's running your house, whether it's uh, that the, one of them girls. You know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to name their names because if I call at least one of them, I'll say Alexa. How about her? I ain't calling the other one. Because if I call her, she she's nosy. She's going to start yapping and stuff, and I don't want to hear her talk right now. But how technology can be better, again, the study the structure and behavior of the physical and the natural world through observation, experiment, and technology is the application of scientific knowledge for practical purposes. How does all this stuff come together to practically build our life, to give us a better understanding of how the world works oceanographically, meteorologically, meteorologically, yes, I make up words, scientifically, Climate why all that good stuff. That's what you talk about in science and technology. Then you have physical education, phys ed, providing cognitive content and instruction designed to develop motor skills, knowledge, and behaviors for physical activity and physical fitness. Daily building the skills and confidence to be physically active for a lifetime. This also connects with sports, athletics, and the collaboration of saying. What do I mean by that? Number one, you're constantly putting tools and tricks into people's head. Motivate them to get out. That, that's one of the things that I struggle with, with when creating this content. We used to do the walks in the morning. And the goal was to, to promote being active, getting out walking, doing something. The problem is it's, it's kind of hard to do those walks and, uh, you know, sit down and because and, you, you're out walking. You're trying to focus on that and you're trying to focus on a conversation at the same time. Those two just don't mix to me. I've, I've tried it. I tried to go out running and and doing the it's just, you, you, some things you just can't multitask on. But still, you can sit down and you can uh, plan out, if you will, a, a, a plan and an idea. 
talk about a different uh, concept. Why is running important? Why is walking important? These are different things that come up in magazines or different articles, different uh, gym persons or athletic people. Even looking at sports and and how that 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 some ways connects more than just my favorite team is playing and I hope they beat the dog shit out of you because your team sucks and all you all that good stuff. But but athletics has more of an impact on human life than you could ever imagine because. Literally, we look at Steph Curry and that's singular. We look at LeBron James and that's singular. We look at Daymon, Draymond Green and that's singular. You look at uh, uh, Russell Westbrook and that's singular. Let's get into NFL. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, uh, uh, Joe Burrow, uh, uh, Josh Allen, Tua to it. All that, all those things are singular. George Kittle, who just went out there and beat the dog shit out of Miz with that wonderful clothesline up there showing off all his pecs, making me all hot and bothered. Singular. But there's more to these athletes than just that, how they got there, what their process is, what their workouts look like, what does their mental life look like as they're preparing to get on there and take the field. All those things come up in what you call phys ed. Then I skipped through this list and I didn't do it in order. So I'm thinking, let's see, we talked civics, we talked phys ed, we talked social studies, we talked history, we talked philosophy, we talked science and technology. Okay, there's one left. Creative arts. Now that's where we get into the fun part. The appreciation of expression, stretching beyond mere language Highlighting skill, imagination, and inspiration of past and present culture. To be or not to be. That, my friends, is the question. It looks at people like Shakespeare. It looks at people like Hamlet. Hamlet was an art of Shakespeare. Looks at people like J.J. Rollins, who... Uh, was responsible for all of the uh, the uh, Harry Potter pieces of business, I believe. Wasn't that J.J. Rollins? It looks at, uh, what's that chick's name? She had the little piece on there. Can't think of her. God. She did the, 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 the show on... on um, hold on one second. Uh, I, did, I, I can't think about it. And I'm getting lazy and I don't want to, I just want to call and ask the question and see if she'll answer my phone. Um, um, is she going to pick up the phone or is she going to just ignore me? Maybe her phone's downstairs and she's, I should just get up and, Hello? I have a question for you. I'm working on. My, you know, my thing. You know, I do my thing. You heard me because you came past here 14 times. What was that show we watched with the girl who was doing the poetry and her daddy didn't like it? And he was a politician. Who was that girl? Doing the poetry. We we watched it on 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 one of those things. We we were into it. She she had the girlfriend. It was in that time. Her daddy was in politics. She wanted to write. Her daddy was like, "You don't need to do that. You need to learn how to be a housewife." You know that show? Who's that? I don't know. What is that girl's name? She's a writer. Oh, 
Okay, well, I thought maybe you were smart. I mean, you're smart, but I thought you would be smart to this. I, oh, I'm having a moment. Okay, I have to, fig- right. to figure it out. It's not Macbeth. What is her name? There was a whole TV show on it. We watched it on the internet. All right, anyway. We're we're not gonna get here. We're not getting anywhere. Okay, I'll I'll let you know when I figure it out. It's gonna come to me. I promise. Okay. All right. Now now I gotta go find it because I'm gonna open. You're screaming at me, but I can't hear you. So uh, you know why you're screaming? Just calm your nerves. Um, hit me up on. Uh, I mean, you could hit me up. Hey, it's EDB on the internet. Anywhere on the internet. Well, I'm not gonna say anywhere because. There are certain places on the internet that I'm not. What is that chick's name? Um, and by the time you hit me up, I've already figured it out. I'm looking for Apple TV, and I'm going to go. Okay, recently purchased. Um, recently purchased movies, originals. Um. There is not and binge entire seasons, latest major league baseball. Why why is why is there not a point library family sharing? Why is it not a point where we talk about the things that I watched? It, it's got to be somewhere. Where we talk about the things that I've already watched. Watch now. Um, up next, Boise Boys. Um, Enchanted. Evan Almighty. That's not it. Um, the Tragedy of Macbeth. Why is it not here? Dr. Pimple Popper? I didn't know she had a thing on Discovery Plus. Um, Oprah's Book Club, which is, you know, something else to get into. Books. Dickinson. That's who it is. Emily Dickinson. Okay, good. I have to call and tell her that I found it. We're good. It's, uh, yeah. Let me see if she picks up. Hold on. It's Emily Dickinson. Okay, I did not watch that list here. Oh, I thought you did. No. Oh. Well, that's why you didn't know it. All right. Anyway, that's the girl I was thinking about. Emily Dickinson. Okay, she's like a famous poet, babe. Yes, that's what I was... Yes. Yes. Just couldn't think of her name. Okay. Thank you for your time. Okay, I'm going away now. All right, later. <laughs> so, where was I? Uh, creative arts. Emily Dickerson. These people. Folks who have transcended culture through their writings, through their poetry, as we just realized about Miss Dickerson. These are the people who, are, who, by studying their work, The Raven, Nevermore, Edgar Allan Poe, all of these people have, through their work, 
made contributions. They have uh, their expression stretching beyond mere language, taking the imagination, expiring both the past, highlighting the past, and putting a huge um, inspiration on the future. That's what we want to talk about in creative arts. Not only that, we're talking about music, Eminem. Uh, we can't play any of his music because I'm not going to uh, restrict ourselves to a Spotify channel and force you to pay $9.99 for this show. That totally goes against my beliefs and values. But we can talk about his music. We can talk about uh, the significance of same. Why? What was in it? What was the point? We can find all of that stuff. And then not only that, but there are artists out here that uh, we don't know about. Shout out to, again, No Copyright Sound. They got some artists that that are expressing themselves, that are stretching beyond language, using uh, lyricism to get their point across, their, their propaganda, if you will. And we're going to talk about all that. So those are the seven things that I want to focus on. And let me tell you how this is going to work out. Because that's a lot to unpack in one day. But if you heard earlier in our time together today, I said, if you really peel back the onion and get to the work schedule, as I'm shaking up my my drink to make sure that the ice had just melted and it just, you know, you got to get that, that the taste back because the, the ice melted and it makes it watery. So you got to shake it up to uh, make sure you get your, uh -huh, you understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got to take that pause right there. Let's talk about how this is going to get set up. I said earlier in this conversation, I said, if you really sat down and had all the pieces in place, sometimes I'm an evil genius and I don't even know it. It'll take you about three hours and you have all your work done for the day. The reason why it takes so long, you remember I said this earlier in our time together? To get all your stuff together is because you literally have to wait for this piece to come together. I have to go find out who Dickerson Wells was. Not Dickerson Wells. That's another conversation. That's a whole other conversation. Knowing the person in the literary community. But you got to go look up who this person is. Um, Emily Dickerson is what we were talking about. We had to take time to go look that up. So, so now that makes the work day a lot longer. But if you have everything together, you can just go bam, 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 bam. Your work day. I promise you, try this at job. Try this at the job. Start on Monday. Or you can start today if you, if, well, I don't know. You probably already finished your day. But, you know, no, 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 no. Start tomorrow. Do it, do it, do an experiment with me. This is a scientific experiment. Go to work and Put together one project. Get your whiteboard, hang it up on your wall. Get you and and put together one project. And then take that day and gather all the pieces to that project. Everything you're going to need to do that one project. And then once you got all your pieces together, and you know everything that has to go to that project, everything you're going to possibly need. Everything that you can think of that's going to go wrong, you know all the details. Start working on that project and watch how easy your day goes. You'll finish it in three hours. I promise you. 
maybe four. The moral for this is, each and every day, we're going to take three subjects. Three. Monday through Thursday. We're going to do social studies on Monday, creative arts, and history. On Tuesday, we're going to do science and technology, philosophy, and phys ed. On Wednesday, we're going to do social studies, civics, and phys ed. On Thursday, we're going to do social studies, creative arts, and history. Now, why are we doing four days of social studies? Something is not right here. Something, this, this does not look right. It's supposed to be three days of social studies. It's not supposed to be social studies on third. No, Monday, Wednesday. No, Monday. Yeah, Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, that's right. It's three days of it. Okay. Did we did we get all of them? One, two, three, four, five, six. Something is missing. Is something missing? Social studies, creative arts, history, science and technology, philosophy, phys ed. Uh, what is, why do I feel like something is missing? Civics on Wednesday. Okay, those are the seven. All right, cool. We got it. We, we, we're good. The reason why people are going to ask you're going to ask, why is social studies three days? Because there's a lot that goes on in our society. The society moves literally at a, at a fast pace. And history, eh, that, 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 that can be drawn out to a day or two. Creative arts, same. Philosophy, you can get through once a week. Science and technology, same. But the society moves so fast. You got Trump. You got how does that impact our world? All that stuff comes up so fast that to restrict that to a one or two day event is going to be a disservice because there's so many different ideas and so many different things are going to be thrown out there that it's important for us to stay on top of what is going on in our culture, what is going on in our society, especially since not only is it moving so fast, but it has so many parts. So that I just wanted to throw that out there. Now, on Friday, here's what we're going to do. On, we're going to, around here, test the idea of the four-day work week. And we'll get into that a little bit later on about what that looks like. But on Friday, we're going to do an interview. I'm going to find some fun people to chat with. Some of them may be repeats. Some of them might be just, I don't know why I had to tell you they're going to be repeats. But, well, no, let me tell you why I said that. Because, like, for example, there's a, there's a young lady who I'm thinking about. And it might take about two hours or three to talk about everything. And we're not going to do all that in one sitting. So we'll talk about who she is. And we'll talk about why she's doing what she's doing. And we'll go into her organization. That, that sort of thing. That's why I said it might be uh, multiple events of the same person. Because 
you might want to go back and follow up. It may be an opportunity for us to support or invest or something of that nature. And so you want to do that. But we're going to look at various people who fit inside of these seven ideals that we're working on. And we're going to sit down and we're going to talk to them. We're going to pick their brains on these subjects. And we're going to do that once a week on Friday. Friday will also serve as a makeup day. So, if uh, we, for some reason, take Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday off, sick, whatever the case may be, we have that buffer on Friday to make up whatever day that we miss. It's like you do in school. You miss a day, you make it up. Should be the same way it worked, but... That's not how that, but well, sometimes they, they force you to make up hours and things. You and, and you're like, yeah, okay, cool. So, anyway, that's, that, that's where we're going. I hope that makes sense. And if not, just go ahead and stick around and eventually it's, 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 it's going to make sense as we, as we progress. Now, here is the other kicker to this. The way this is set up, this is probably going to be about a three, three and a half hour show, Monday through Thursday. And it's designed to hopefully go out about, oh, somewhere in the 8 a.m. hour. We're going to start recording these about uh, 4, 4, 3.34 a.m. And... It'll go out, hopefully, by 8 a.m. Monday through Friday. Excuse me. Well, Monday through Thursday. Friday, we're going to do the other piece of business. And the, the, the goal is, if you start work at 8 o'clock, that you are finished with this by 11, by lunchtime. This is your morning agenda, your morning class, if you will. And then what happens is you go to lunch at 11 or 12. And then afterwards, you participate in the implementing of what we've talked about. Now, what I also want to suggest and put into your thought process for consideration. This is not a radio show. I'm not trying to. And I had had to get myself out of that mindset. That I am not trying to just be a space filler for you. We're literally on mission. Steve Harvey is a space filler. He's on in the background while you do whatever you're doing. Tom Joyner was a space filler. The Breakfast Club is a space filler. This is no space filler. We are literally working to enact change as the emails just gone off here. Because it's getting time to figure out what's going on. We're enacting change. And by enacting change, we're focusing on a small group of people, a minute group of people, people who are entrepreneurial, who are creative, who fit inside of these seven, these seven principles, who dedicate their life to same. And we're going to spend the first hours of our day figuring out how to make the world better and the second half of our day implementing what we figured out in the first half. That is our mission. That is the crowd that I'm going to be tribal as hell. I'm just going to tell you that right now. All right. So I wanted to put that out to you today. 
hope that again it all makes sense you go ahead and hit that subscribe button tell everybody in the world that you you heard this piece of business here mr dj ma'am dj non-binary dj if you can put something here for us and uh we're gonna we're gonna do a moment of reflection on the way out the door but before that we're gonna we're gonna have i'm not gonna tell you what to do you can figure it out you you that's why you're over there all right the trinity of dj yeah all right we're gonna do that then we're gonna reflect and then we're gonna be out of here
We're going to spend more time on this later, but for today, we're going to take a moment to pause. We're going to do about two minutes today. I want to think about the person you'll see next. How can you apply a core value like kindness to your time together? That's a good thing to think about as I'm heading into a meeting with hopefully Samuel in just a few moments. Hopefully he's coming. I almost regret that we're only going to do two minutes because there's a lot that I can say about Sam. A lot of things that bother me. But then I think about it. A, when you're trying to build relationships with other people, you realize a few factors. You realize, A, that they have their own hopes. They have their own dreams. They have their own ideals and ideas. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to find that intersecting link. That's what I would like to to think about heading into this conversation. Where do we intersect? Not what's going on. Not not what's wrong with the world. But who are you? And more specifically, more importantly, at least personally, who am I? If you first understand who you are, then you get to know who the person that you're connecting with, in this case, Sam, who they are. And now from those two moments of reality, you find where you intersect. That's what I hope happens later on today. About, 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 about 40 minutes, I believe it is, we supposed to get together. Where do we intersect? Where do we come together? And then when we find that point of intersection, we find that point of coming together. May we stick to that. Stay in our lane. Don't try to convince me to do something. And you, you know, stay in our lane. All right. Oh, Lord, I told you I need more than two minutes for that. Ugh. I'm on my way out. Friends, uh, I'm going to get out your hair. Something else I want to bring up on the way out the door. So when we start these from now on, we will kick these off. First, we'll greet you and all that good stuff. And then we'll have our moment of breath. Now, what that will be is that will kind of look like uh, your glorified news. We'll, we'll go into who got shot, robbed, stabbed, beat up, bullied, and broken into because that's bothering you in some cases. We'll look at the world in a panoramic view just you know russia blew up china china blew up asia asia spitting out blood you know that thing and then we'll do our, our little breathing and then at the end after we've done all of our stuff we'll have that moment of reflection like we just did and literally okay that's all the things going off all right cool this is time it's time to get out there all right i'm come I'm, I'm going i'm done we're good we're good. All right, I said all I need to say. All right, just shut up. Thank you. Again, that's my last point. I thank you. I thank you on behalf of the platform which you've chosen to consume this. I ask you to do whatever you... No, I thank you because you are doing whatever is necessary to make sure these pieces of business 
go out each and every time they're released to the internet. And I thank you for caring for your friends and family. I thank you for sharing, as I just said. That's how we get all this stuff out, because you're sharing with your communities. And most importantly, you're praying. You're praying not just for the people who lace up the uniform of these states united, but civilized and even the uncivilized nations. I keep telling you, they got kids, dog. They got kids. They're human beings. Them people in Russia and Ukraine, some of them don't want to be in that war. You hear me what I'm telling you. All right. Since this is Wednesday, I guess we'll do it tomorrow. It'll be Holy Week. It'll be it'll be Monday, Thursday tomorrow. If you're listening to this when when it's released. If we're Lord willing and the crick don't rise, we'll get to Monday, Thursday tomorrow, April six, four six days into month four. All right, till then, for me and mine, unto you and yours. Later's. <laughs> <laughs>